Welcome to the Spectrum of Health Podcast. I'm Dr. Christine Schaffner, and today I'm speaking with my dear friend, Alexis Saludos. Alexis and I discuss the chakras, energy, and an energy assessment modality that she created called Chakrity. Alexis is the founder of Chakrity, and she holds her degrees in nutrition from Bastyr University. She's trained in numerous modalities, including energy healing techniques, body work, muscle testing, flower essences, and more. Alexis and I worked briefly together at Sophia Health Institute, and it's been really, really fun for me to see her work unfold. And so I hope you enjoy our conversation about the chakras. Thank you. Welcome, Alexis. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'd love for our listeners to know, you know, you and I are obviously dear friends, and we've been on this journey um, together for a long time now, and it's been really, really fun to see your work unfold. You know, when I met you, you had graduated from Bastyr, and then, you know, we ha- um, you went back to Bastyr for a master's, and, um, you know, we worked together at Sophia for a little bit, and then, you know, really in 2014, you began this journey um, with Chakrity, and so I just would love for people to hear about your story and what inspired you to create this really unique system that we're going to talk about today. Awesome. Well, yes. So I have been blessed to connect with you and you have been a very influential person on my path, both personally and professionally. So I just want to take a moment to acknowledge that. And wow, what a journey it has been. We've known each other now for 11 years. years. Yeah. 11 years. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Shakriti was born in, well, during a very intense time in life for me, right after our first child was born. And I was not expecting to have this system of healing come through, but it did. And it, it happened after taking some time away from work. And after, like you said, going to school, studying nutrition, and then having the opportunity to work with you in a clinical setting. And I've been inspired by so many different teachers and modalities. And so this specific teaching of Chakrity is rooted in what is now called the chakra assessment. And it uses a specific uh, crystal pendulum that helps people connect in with the different energies of the chakras. And so it moves differently to communicate different things. And I really came across this by my own curiosity and application um, after I had been exposed to muscle testing, I was I, I was using muscle testing and doing energy work in my office as a nutritionist and one day just picked up this crystal pendulum that I had and started holding it over the energy field of my clients and noticed that it would move in different ways over different parts of the body. And back in 2014, this all just came together. Years of experimenting with this pendulum, it just clicked one day. And I realized that there were four specific movements that were happening over the chakras. And I termed those movements presentations. And those different presentations have become the core of the chakrity teaching now that I train other practitioners in. Mm -hmm. No, it's been really, really wonderful to see this system unfold. And, you know, I think most of our listeners probably have heard of chakras um, before, but just for the, you know, um, you know, novice, you know, really what is a chakra and maybe describe the the seven uh, chakras and just give a brief overview and introduction so we don't lose anyone. Yes, absolutely. So in all of these different modalities that I had studied, the chakras were never a main focus. And so it was a surprise to me that they've become the foundation of what I teach now, but it makes so much sense. The way that I relate to the chakras is that they are these larger energy centers. They're always fluctuating and they help 
communicate to us how we are relating to both our internal and our external environments. And in these, we can connect in with these different energy centers and, um, and learn different things about ourselves and also see where there are areas that need to or can benefit from being supported and what areas we may connect more in with. So kind of like our natural strengths and then our areas of being more challenged. So for example, the root chakra, I would say for me, one of the primary things that I connect in with that is being in this physical body. So being grounded and present in this physical body. And this can be a challenging chakra for, I'll just connect this in with your work, Christine. Um, When working with illness or disturbance in the physical body, I notice through the lens of the chakrity assessment work that people can have a hard time really being in that root energy. And it makes so much sense that the energy almost pops out or um, retracts up because it's hard to be present in the physical body when you're in pain and, you know, when you're experiencing different um, issues. So uh, root chakra is connected in a lot with grounding. I relate this sacral. There's so much going on at the sacral. It tends to be associated more with emotions and flow. Um, but also each of these chakras can be related to different aspects of the physical body. So the sacral is tied in a lot with, um, the, the pelvis and the reproductive energies and the bladder. And also for me, I work a lot with energetic boundaries in relationship to the center. So there's, there's mm-hmm. a lot going mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have health problems in that area. And, and yeah. you know, what, what we'll go through, you know, um, throughout this conversation of how this all translates, you know, into our physical body as well. So no, this is, I, we spend a lot of time trying to help people with the sacral chakra. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely things can get very stuck there. And then the the solar plexus has evolved to be one of my areas of specialization. I would say that it is the center where I would lots of different gut stuff can show up, but I term it solar plexus sensitivity. So people who are very sensitive from this part of their energy tend to perceive the world through this part of their body. So pick up highly on information from their environment and feel it through the gut. So this is a major center for discerning self from other. And uh, it can be a very powerful energy center to work with to really become centered in yourself and in your energy so that you're not diving into other people's stuff through mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. part of the body. And it's, you know, that beautiful interconnection again, you know, the gut, you know, in my world, you know, we're always trying to heal the gut, right? And we're thinking about the gut barrier and, you know, when that becomes permeable or leaky, this is when the immune system starts, you know, not recognizing self and autoimmunity um, develops. And it's just really interesting how that also is mirrored, um, from your, in your work, um, on this energetic level. Um, so I think that's a really interesting connection. Absolutely. It's also fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and then moving up from the solar plexus into the heart space, the heart is, I would say in my work, and I tend to work primarily, with women. Um, but this in general, this area is often the, the set point, I would say it's a set point for the energy. And so it tends to be in more of what I would term an expansive state or, um, just an open energetic state because so the, all of the other energy centers are relating to the heart. And so when the heart is off, it can really offset the rest of the energy. And it's, it's sandwiched kind of in, in the middle. So it's affecting the upper and the lower aspects. And we can look at how everything is connected, of course, but Mm -hmm. the heart and the heart is 
off, it can really throw off everything else. And from my lens, this part of the energy, one of um, the main focuses in the way that I work with other people is to help teach them how to remain centered in the heart. There's a lot of projecting out through this part of the energy into, again, other people's stuff. And so when we can learn how to be centered in compassion in this part of our energy, it's very empowering and it can allow us to navigate life's challenges. And um, again, I can relate this to your work in you know, you see lots of challenging things and it can be be hard not to project out through that part of the energy when you see other people struggling or suffering. And so learning how to be centered in the heart is extremely supportive in the healing realm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, that's such a um, powerful area of our, our body on, on many levels. And I think, um, you know, not to get too esoteric, but, you know, really in this time right now, I think we're all really called to be, you know, how can we be more heart centered and what that, what that means. And so, but we have more chakras to go through. So what's next? (laughs) (laughs) Through the chakras. Mm. So the throat chakra is an interesting energy to work with, and it's definitely been part of my personal Mm. healing journey. And I can relate this to lots of different aspects of the physical body as well. But one interesting piece about the throat is if we look at just the anatomy and see how this is the most narrow point of our body and it's sandwiched between the head and the heart. And there's a lot that can get really congested and stuck in this energy center. And I find from the lens of my work that when people struggle to articulate and give language to what it is that they're experiencing or um, having, having a challenge merging what they're feeling with what they're thinking or intuitively perceiving, it can definitely surface in the throat. And that can manifest in so many different ways. But looking at just this area of the body, looking at the tonsils, looking at the teeth, looking at how things can surface in the throat. And it's definitely, I would say, one of the top priorities Mm -hmm. for lots of people. I see a lot of stuck energy there. And we really focus a lot of our treatment in all those areas that you said. So it's um, always wonderful to not only look at the physical, but this kind of how do we remove blocks on the energetic level too, to really facilitate healing. So um, I think a lot of people um, can relate to the throat chakra. Yes, definitely. And it tends to be perceived as, you know, looking at how can you give voice to things? How can you speak your truth? But there's also the, what I would associate with the back of the energy, how are you listening? How are you really tuning into what it is that you know to be true? So there are so many different dynamics that are happening and how these energy centers relate to one another, but also how within each energy center, we are allowing receiving and being with that energy. And then also connecting in with the front of that center. How are we taking action? How are we moving forward? How are we making choices that are aligned? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I think that's really powerful. The sixth chakra, the third eye chakra, I really tie this in with the dynamic dance between the intellect and the intuition. Um, from my perspective, every chakra is intuitive and that's something that maybe we can explore a little bit more on this call Um, But the third eye tends to be associated with being the psychic house. And so it's it's the energy center where um, intuitive information can come through in a more visual and auditory sense where there's just that sense of knowing. And then, of course, where we're also processing things, Mm -hmm. intellect. And it's a very, very busy energy center. There's a lot going on there. And um, I definitely work to help people connect in with being with withdrawing their energy more back because we can get so fixated and you may even be able to just connect in with this people who are listening 
to to your energy being very focused or fixated in the front of that center. Mm-hmm. It gets busy. So there can be a lot going on. And we can also disconnect from the lower parts of our energy and just be hanging out in our head all day. <laughs> very true. Very true. So there's a lot, a lot of potential for um, harmony and um, just bringing a sense, a greater sense of ease to that part of the body and that part of the energy. Mm-hmm. And then the seventh chakra, the crown chakra, I really connect this part of the energy in with our direct connection up. So direct connection to source, to spirit, to God, to creator, whatever that higher consciousness and energy is, however you would term that. Uh, It's such a beautiful energy to work with. And there can also be a lot of resistance that shows up at the center um, in many ways, I also connect this energy in with um, direct and indirect communication. So connecting up to source energy would be direct communication. And then also seeing uh, I've, I've begun, well, I've been calling it this for years, but crown chakra deviation. So going into more of the ego energy and allowing that to take charge and dictate can actually manifest as this deviation at the crown. That's how I perceive it. So it's definitely, and I know that this is something that you work with too, and that I've been on the receiving end of and love. We'll use the example of the neural therapy, the crown pattern, one of my favorites, that things can just get stuck there, that there can be a resistance actually to connecting up. And then for other people, it's very easy to connect up and it's harder to connect down. So it just, it depends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so you just did a beautiful job of describing the chakras, I think in a very unique way, even though this is a, you know, ancient system, it is, you know, through your lens of inspiration and what you've been seeing, you know, you've been able to really relate this um, in a whole another way to help people move through their you know, their emotional and also health problems. And so, um, you know, just to keep kind of um, making sure people are on the same page with us. So there's, you know, the chakra system and then chakra really is an assessment tool. So can you just go through maybe briefly, like how do you um, identify and prioritize where people need to work on in their body and what are these presentations? Yes, that's a great question. So, um, I use these special pendulums that that's a whole backstory too that I won't go into now, but they're created by somebody. It's it's all just long stories. There's um, they're created by someone who actually perceived the same things that I did. This a lifelong friend mm-hmm. and was not able to necessarily articulate what that was, but we've both been connecting in with the same energy all along, which is pretty interesting. So basically the four core presentations for the chakra assessment, which is the beginning level of working with this system, because it began with an assessment and now it's evolved into this entire healing modality. The four core presentations. So the pendulum will move in different ways and will connect in with either a what's termed contracted presentation. So the contracted presentation communicates more of a depleted state or a lack of energy flow. And then the chaotic presentation is chaotic. So the energy is just kind of all over the place. It's not finding a sense of ease or balance. And then the open presentation is more fluid. So it tends to be associated with a general sense of of comfort um, and flow. And then the expansive state, which I connect in with being kind of the fun state (laughs) where you're feeling really good. Everything's moving freely. There's this sense of freedom in that energy and it's much more magnetic. And I always like to state up front that 
we are human beings. And so we're constantly fluctuating in and out of all of these states. And people always ask me, do you ever see anyone who's all expansive all the time? I have not personally seen Mm -hmm. that, but I also hold up a very scrutinizing lens because I want to see the dirt. I want to see the stuff that wants to be worked with. And so I I don't connect in contracted and chaotic with being bad and Mm -hmm. open and expansive with being good. They simply are showing and revealing how we are relating to to what we're going through and through those different energy centers. And we can see what's so cool about this and what I love so much about working with these pendulums. They're not, I've never related to the traditional pendulum work of yes, no, where it's used in more of a predictive capacity and never really was excited to work with pendulums before this. So I think that's part of how this system came through clearly is that I was, I was, I didn't have that prior experience and wasn't set on what it was. So it came through in a different way, but that this assessment method is showing us how we can perceive what's going on in these different centers and then also has the ability to prioritize and show which which chakra would like to be addressed first and the pendulum is just my favorite thing <laughs> because it it's a physical object so it's able to it does a number of things um but for me it's able to, it helps me stay present and remain as more of an observer to witness what's going on. And it helps me stay out of my head. So it's it's Mm -hmm. actually a grounding tool for me because my mind can relax a bit and trust that the pendulum is going to reveal a movement and the gratification of seeing the energy then you know, you're communicating with the energy and it manifests as the pendulum moving in a specific way is so cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, you use muscle testing and you can see how the body responds to different things. It's very helpful to have that physical response. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like a tangible way to connect with, um, you know, something that's not visible, right, to the um, the naked eye. A lot of people who do energy work or hands-on work or um, any type of healing, they they understand what this feels like, you know, but we don't always see what this looks like, you know. And I think um, the assessment tool that you have, you know, developed and that's come through you has, you know, really given us a, like a a way to interact with this energy from a, and I'm sure people respond in a whole different way once they see this, correct? Yes. It's very exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Exciting. And it it soothes the mind Mm -hmm. because you can see that reflection. And yet, you know, we all, we all perceive things through a different lens. And I always like to, I share with my students as well that, could we could do a chakra assessment for the same person and it would look differently and um there may be similarities but that we all are bringing our unique lens to something we're bringing our unique experiences and skills and insights and so what may surface for me as a priority will be different from another practitioner and um it's pretty it's pretty neat to see how that mm-hmm. how that arises. Yeah, we see that too with ART. It's like there's it's a language, you know, of course that there's certain um you know, it's just it, there's certain rules if you will, you know that um you know that will and patterns that we will all interact with, but you know we all bring our knowledge base and you know how we interpret uh, that language and how the body is communicating. So, um I think that's important because I think when people um, maybe are new to kinesiology or, you know, any type of energetic work, you know, they want, you know, to understand, okay, how valuable and reliable is this for me? Um, and there's just, 
there it's not going to be like you get your blood drawn and your white blood cell count is 5.0 and you go to another lab and your white blood cell count is 5.0. It's not going to be that um, objective. There is a subjective quality to it, but it is a very, very valuable tool. I don't know how either you or I would work with patients without having some way to interact on this level. I feel like we get a lot farther if we just were in um, you know, just relying on, um, purely objective information. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, so Alexis, so, um, we have the chakras, you have this beautiful (laughs) system to assess the chakras and then what happens? So let's say someone has, you know, a contracted throat chakra who doesn't Mm -hmm. have that. Right. So, you know, (laughs) we've seen this before. So how do you go, um, and support people in, um, helping them to um, heal this energy and kind of shift and expand it. Mm-hmm. That's a great question. So, with with the level one training where um, where people go through connecting with the chakra assessment, they typically are coming in. So I work with people of all different backgrounds. So some, some of the practitioners that have trained in my system are massage therapists or energy workers or nutritionists, or I've even had lawyers and doctors go through my training. So it, depending upon what your background is that you are bringing to this work, this system really helps to get a snapshot of what is going on in the energy help to identify an area to begin addressing first. And then with the chakras specifically, we look at what I call wheel aspects. So different aspects of the energy center, and that can provide a more in-depth starting point as well to address a focus. Um, I've found over the years, because I, I, when I began this work, I thought, okay, so I've arrived at this chakra assessment method and can see how the energies are presenting. I need to be a quantum physicist (laughs) to actually help people and describe what's going Mm. on here because there's so much that I would just be straight up lying if I said that I understood how this works. I, it is a mystery and every single day gives me the opportunity to surrender to being guided and to trust what it is that comes through. And that can really test your your sense of self and your ego when you're in that space. And I, I know that it can be the same for muscle testing because there is that level of just allowing what is coming through to come through. But what I've gotten more comfortable with over time is trusting that what does come through provides a starting point to create a very powerful dialogue. And my focus and passion has always been in empowering the person, empowering the, you know, the client, the patient, the person on the receiving end of this work to connect in with what it is that they intuitively know to be true. So oftentimes Chakrati is, is providing an access point for someone to connect in with their own energy and where, where they're at. So that in itself can be healing. And then as we move into the deeper layers of the work, this is an entire healing modality. So we work with different pendulums that, that serve different purposes. So some are connected in more with interference energy and address. They're able to Uh, reveal if there are energetic leaks or blocks or cording happening. And then we use the pendulums to do specific things to help support clearing within that center um, or that layer of the field. And so there are so many ways. I know this is a very long-winded response to your question, but there are so many ways that it can be used. Sometimes people Um, just beginning with the assessment, will then use their nutrition coaching to support whatever surfaces. Mm -hmm. So it's it's very versatile and can be Mm -hmm. applied in a very vast way. And that's, you know, um, like any assessment tool, you know, with the, depending on the practitioner who works with it, they're going to apply the tools that they know. And so, um, no, I was... um, just wanting to share that, you know, with the audience, how they can kind of think about how the system works. And I, I agree. I mean, I see, you know, a lot of patients who just feel so 
comforted and acknowledged and validated when they just um, have, um, you know, that even maybe they don't have the um, path to how to heal this yet, but when they um, can identify where they need to work on and where, you know, where their body is um, giving us information, I feel like that can bring a lot of healing just um, just that alone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely can. And one interesting thing too, that has become more apparent to me recently is that I've seen, I mentioned the solar plexus sensitivity. This has been an area for me, the gut that has definitely just been, been a primary way in which I experience the world, taking it all in through the gut, really feeling everything through that part of my body and internalizing other people's stuff. And it's been a pretty, it seems so obvious now that I look at it, but when I initially made this connection, it felt profound that oftentimes the part of our, the parts of our bodies, our physical bodies that we struggle with the most are often the aspects of our energy that are the most intuitive and are picking up the most information. So every chakra is intuitive and there are different ways in which we can connect with, um, I call them intuitive indicators. So the, the ways in which we're experiencing intuitive information Mm -hmm. and, um, they can, they can show up. So for example, the throat chakra, which most people wouldn't say is typically an intuitive center. You know, we think about the third eye and, and psychic skills, but the throat chakra, that if you're seeing inflammation in the throat, if there are throat flares, if you're censoring what you're saying, that this can actually be highlighting things that you are intuiting. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's also fascinating to see how the physical body can be showing us what we're picking up on. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like where the areas where we have most resistance in our life is where the gold is kind of. um, And that's a reframe because usually, you know, naturally we want to run, avoid and not look at those things, you know. So that's um, no, that's a really, um, I think, important observation that you're finding. Um, So, Alexis, your work has evolved, obviously, over the four years you've been doing this. Um, what other, I mean, are there any other, you know, insights that you want to share with us that you're really excited about, you know, kind of looking how, um, you've learned through the system. Um, I want to of course share with people how you train and teach and kind of some of the projects you have going on, but what, what are some of the things that you're really excited about exploring this year and what have, you know, that's been, you know, coming through, um, with this work? That's such a great question. So I'm excited about all of it. I, I love <laughs> That's why I, we love each other because we get so excited about so many things. <laughs> it's so I'm, I'm so passionate about this work. It I feel like a mad scientist completely immersed in it. My office is covered with charts. I, you know, probably to some people look like a crazy person with all of these things around all the, all the crystals and all the charts. But <laughs> I, I love this work. It is a complete expression of what I feel is my soul's purpose in the world to help other people more deeply connect with their own knowing. And one of the greatest insights that I've had with Shafridi is that we are all intuitive. We all have the ability to connect with a higher consciousness and to engage directly with the mystery. And that this is one framework that can help people to access that inner knowing. And there are so many different paths. And what I love about this work is that it it humbles me every day. I, you know, I, I'm always being shown connections that I wouldn't necessarily make without having, you know, the ability to trust and to surrender to this work and to this system. Um, but it's such an exciting thing to see people who show up in the Shakriti trainings with a lot of, a lot of curiosity and a lot of excitement around connecting with energy and intuition, but are also very 
um, you know, lacking in confidence with their own intuitive skills and doubting themselves a lot. And to see those, to see those connections made and skills expand and deepen and the trust evolve is so exciting because it is the, the coolest thing to see people just evolve on their own journey and to be empowered by and make their own connections. So um, I love everything that I do and I'm excited about all of it. And I will begin my first <laughs> level four training in the fall. So people who have been with me for years, we're going far out mm -hmm. and it's very exciting. Um, and that's so fun. What is level four going to, um, what are you bringing through for level four? What kind of things are you exploring? I'm just curious. <laughs> so level four happens after people have been with me for quite some time and have developed and established a trust in the system. So, so much of this work is, is beginning to open up to things and learn how to trust the impressions that are coming through for you. And so it, it obviously takes time to get to that place where things are moving more fluidly. And level four will be working with, get this, 12, 12 pendulums. We are oh, wow. 12 pendulums. So we will begin moving into how these, each pendulum connects with different energies. And so um, we are essentially harnessing the light and the energies that these, these different um, tools work with. And we'll be um, exploring more aspects of healing and working with different layers of the fields. And it's going to be really fun and exciting. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Why don't we, I mean, I know we've kind of just glossed over a little bit about the pendulums, but I think, you know, just cause you just brought up that you're going to be working with 12, you know, unique ones. Tell people like what, you know, I, I think your pendulums are very unique and this is part of how you kind of really um, connect people with the system. So, um, you know, if people have been with us this far, they're obviously into this energetic, <laughs> yes. you know, um, realm, <laughs> realm of, you know, wanting to learn. So I think it's totally okay to share, share all this. Yeah. <laughs> Time. Okay, great. So yeah, so the pendulums that I work with, I am biased. So I think that they are the coolest, the best. Um, they, they are very clear. So there are a number of reasons why these are special. I will definitely attribute a huge part of them being special to the person that makes them that I have this lifelong connection with. Mm -hmm. But the prism bottoms are Swarovski and the different types of pendulums for the different levels of the work use different beads and some of them use different gemstones. Um, so they connect in and harness different energy. The tops are hand hammered copper tops. And so copper is a powerful conduit as we know using these copper tops, the way that you can physically hold them is very comfortable. So it's easy to use them to do assessments all day long because you can hold them comfortably. A lot of pendulums don't have a top. And again, my experience with other pendul pendulums is minimal because I've never really connected with them as much as I have connected with these. So the copper tops help to just communicate and, and help the energy flow clearly through you and then have that be reflected in the movements of the pendulum. So they are built to work with, they're built to be used and to move. And they also, I should mention that for me, pendulums help to create a barrier. So when we're making, when, when we're doing hands-on healing work, which I work with as well. So I teach people how to connect in with different sensations in the hands and what those sensations can potentially reveal. But the pendulum is very effective at creating a boundary. And so people who struggle with taking on other energy tend to benefit so much from working with a pendulum because they're not bringing it into their body to process. 
which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So, I haven't thought of it that way. That's, that's, yeah. uh, that's unique. Because when you do this work all day long, um, it can be hard, right? You can really, you know, you have to protect yourself. Yes, absolutely. And so that, and as you become more, I, I feel like an energy drill sergeant sometimes where it's like, we got to get in our body people, you know, (laughs) it's really important to be grounded when you are working in the healing realms, because when you're grounded, you can then have clear boundaries and it's, much less likely that you will be taking on other stuff. I mean, there there's so much around that, but I would say that one of the top reasons that I see other people burning out in some type of healing profession is because they're taking in other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's intense. I agree. I agree. It's intense because a lot gets a lot get gets revealed and a lot gets um you know, a lot gets shaken up and surfaces when someone's going through a deep healing experience. And if you aren't aware of what is happening in your own energy, it's much more likely that you will take that into your body. And a lot of people do that without realizing it and are doing it to actually process what's going on. But then the risk is being completely leveled and depleted by it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And you see people who, you know, um, are exhausted, you know, in this work versus people who can maintain, you know, consistent level of passion and energy. And, you know, if you are out there and working with people one-on-one, it's really, I think we call this, you know, energetic hygiene, you know, how to really, you know, stay, um, you know, connected to the work, you have to take care of yourself. Um, you know, if I didn't do certain things in my life, I don't know, um, you know, if I could work in the level and the capacity, um, that I do. And I know you do the same. So it's, it's really important. So Alexis, we've covered a lot. I definitely want to, um, also, you know, share today. I think it's kind of a fun, you know, how our worlds collide. Um, if you don't mind going through kind of the inspiration that you had to create, um, the six week parasite challenge, um, that you're, that you're creating and, um, you're so sweet to have invited me to speak to this. Um, as many of you all probably know, I, you know, work with a lot of chronically ill patients at Sophia. And if you listen to Dr. Todd Watts's podcast, I think it was last, um, the last one, number six that I, um, recorded. And we talked a lot about how parasitic infections, you know, can really, um, you know, be a often very overlooked infection that's keeping people on this, in this chronic, um, you know, health crisis. And so a big part of our work is really helping me, helping people guide, um, them through these really intense protocols. And, um, I love that you're looking at it from this whole other level that I think is really relevant. So can you share a little bit about, um, you know, that work and what really inspired you to do this? Sure. So this goes back to when we first met. We first met 11 years ago, and I had just opened up my first store with my husband, and Christine walked into my shop, and we became fast friends. Divine intervention. (laughs) And shortly after, I became very sick, and I, I wound up being, you know, somebody with a chronic illness. I mean, I don't connect that in a lot of times. I forget that was a part of my life, but it absolutely was. I went from being an athlete to being winded by walking a couple of blocks and it was extremely isolating. And I felt I, I, I was in this place where not a lot of people saw how sick I was, but Christine did. And she she took me on as a personal project, and so <laughs> little did I know you were teaching me a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I in school and back in medical school, and she, she just encouraged me to experiment with a lot of different things. And one of the things that came up was addressing parasites, and I thought, well, obviously I don't have that. I mean, that's not my issue, whatever is going on. It's not because I have parasites and a year went by, I was trying all different things. And I realized that, yes, in fact, that was a major focus. 
And I had made this connection that my, um, that I was internalizing everything from my environment, that every person was walking into my store. I was bringing their energy into my body and I made this energetic connection. And in that same time, I experienced, you know, parasites leaving my body. And so that was, I went from being extremely ill to making that connection, having that experience and essentially my health being restored overnight. It was a very dramatic shift for me. It completely changed my perspective on health and it made me, it, it made me passionate about shouting that parasites are real from the rooftops. And most people just looked at me and thought I was nuts. <laughs> my, my parasite passion has, you know, run for a solid decade. And I was fortunate enough to experience other practitioners who address parasitic infection and to work with you, Christine, and, and get to work with Dr. Klinghardt and see him in action. And it's such a major thing. It's such an underlooked, under-recognized, under-treated thing. And as you're talking about energetic hygiene, I've just found for myself that doing a parasite protocol a couple times a year is standard hygiene. And that that's, that's become a big part of my, um, my focus to just maintain my own health and well-being. And uh, what I am now guiding other people on is through that lens of personal experience and, and sharing my passion for for parasites and also how parasites from my lens communicate what it is that we are actually experiencing on an energetic level that, mm -hmm. that these interferences are able to take a stronghold and using the gut specifically as an example, that intestinal parasites can take a stronghold in your body when there's a lot of stuff to look at on an emotional, mental, you know, energetic layer at the gut level. And so making these connections and learning how to identify and address what's going on in your own energy so that you're not creating this environment where anything can just take over is has been an important part of my own journey. And so I have just been thrilled to share my, my decade strong passion for, for parasites with other people. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love the, um, the program you created, cause I see this a lot in practice as well. It's just as people move through this part of their treatment, all this other stuff comes up for them. And, um, when we can really be open and talk about, you know, how can we, um, release other parasitic energies in our life? Um, it makes a lot more <laughs> sense for people. And I always kind of see, you know, parasites are this, you know, part of kind of our, you know, environment, you know, um, you know, we've been, um, you know, challenged with these as long as we've been, you know, alive on the planet. Um, you know, but it, it gets to a point where I say, you know, it's like when your garden is overgrown, right. You know, we need to, you know, address this and this can sometimes represent, I feel like a counterforce energy in people's lives when they, um, haven't done appropriate treatment. And when we look at this from all these, um, angles, that's when people really shift on a profound level. So I, I'm so excited that you're you know, doing this class and I'm excited to contribute as well. And you're just doing so much, um, great work out there, Alexis. And it's just been really, really fun to see your, um, see you unfold and evolve and over the years. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm re-inspired by our conversation. I, you know, I would love to, you know, um, see you soon and do more of this work together. I, Alexis has a beautiful four-year-old. I work too much. You know, we both, we both, um, haven't, um, gotten to spend as much time as we want to together. So, um, this is really fun to connect in this way. It is. And thank you so much. You have inspired me deeply, of course, at so many different points in my life. 
And it's just, it's a joy to connect with you. And for everyone listening, you are so lucky that you have arrived mm-hmm. at Dr. Christine <laughs> because oh. she is an absolutely gifted and brilliant physician. And I'm so fortunate that I've been benefiting from your wisdom and your knowledge for all of these years. Oh, well, thank you. That means so much to me. And I, I did not pay her to say that. <laughs> so never, you never have to. I'm your amazing fan. Oh, thank you, Alexis. That that tears me up. And so, um, well, how can people learn more about your work? You know, I know that you're putting so much great content out there on a regular basis and you have your training programs. And so how can people um, stay connected with you and your work? Yes, you can go to shockerty.com, which I'm sure will be listed somewhere, C-H-A-K-R-E-D-Y.com. And you can sign up for my newsletter to stay in touch. I've really devoted myself this year to creating valuable free content that I can share with everyone, things that surface for for students that have, you know, played an important role in the evolution of the Shakriti system and also things that I've just been curious about on my own path that I've learned. Um, I release a video each week on my blog and try to share information in a fun and light and also deep way that is full of casual humor too, because I think we get really serious in the world of healing and uh, my approach tends to be a bit unconventional. So there's that. And then I lead my level one training is now automated and it runs at least uh, once live. Uh, I run it live once per year now. So if you wanted to learn how to train in the chakrity in the chakra assessment for level one, that is accessible all year round with that live training once a year. And I also am just, I'm creating different things all of the time. So I've got an intuition boot camp going now. Um, I'm in the midst of the six week parasite challenge and so many more things to come. So I would love to connect with you. And if you're interested in this work, it's so much fun. Thank you. Absolutely. And you're such a creator. So it's really going to be fun to see what you come up with, um, you know, this year. So an intense binge creator. (laughs) Oh, well, Alexis, thank you so much for your time today. And I'm excited to share all this information, you know, with the world and I'm sure we will be seeing each other soon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you made it this far, awesome. <laughs> you were destined to more with your own intuition. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much, Christine. Love you. Love you. Love you. I love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Alexis Saludos. And if you want to learn more about Alexis and her work, please check out our website at shockerty.com. Thank you.